Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Yard Tenders with Mac and Dan. And we are back after a long hiatus, I would probably say around a month. But, you know, we, we, we rested during that time. We, we had some breath. We had some <coughs> relaxation. Yeah. And yeah. now we're back. We're punching. And uh, we have yet to review the final season of Avatar The Last Airbender. Arguably the most important Arguably season. Arguably the most important season. But you know what's exciting about this this sort of long hiatus that hopefully we will never do again in some regard? I agree. Is I that, agree. you know, it, it has given us the time to really think about, ponder what we actually believe and what we actually think of this season of Book 3, Season 3, Book 3, Fire of Avatar The Last Airbender. And uh, I'm just going to go right off the gate with my sizzle serve. And I'm just going to say right now to start the podcast, this is the worst season. Whoa, that is a fucking sizzle serve. This entire conversation is going to go a lot different than I thought it was going to go. Oh, fuck. So okay, I have well. a lot of issues with this season. Um, We can kind of tackle it one by one. Um. But I, I think the biggest issue at the end of the day is the sort of pacing with this season, right? Yep. So we have, to explain, halfway through the season, we have the invasion that has been hyped up since, like, the middle of the second season, right? The invasion of the Fire Nation that the main characters enact. Um, yep. The invasion happens, the and the invasion goes terribly wrong. So now they have to recoup their losses, uh, the main characters, and kind of do a part two of taking down the Fire Lord, which takes place the last four episodes of the season. With that being said, um, I think there are a lot of issues with having the invasion halfway through the season. Yeah. And then having like a sort of second invasion for four episodes at the very end. And one of the bigger things for me, I want to discuss this first and foremost... Because this, it grinds my gears. Because I think they did Zuko dirty this season. Okay, yeah. I, I, I could see how you'd think that, yeah. It, is, is it partially because of May? No. No, it's, okay. it's not. What, because it feels like in the first half of the season, this is what happens. In the first half, uh, Zuko realigns himself with the Fire Nation, right? And then at the turning point in the middle of the season during the invasion, he turns his back to the Fire Nation and instead joins Aang and his crew and his posse. Um, but what I feel like was destroyed for Zuko's characterization was um, it was as if he had kind of, sort of, relatively forgotten uh, all of his progression that happened in the second season. And it's like, it seemed like he had rejoined the Fire Nation at the very end of the second season and stayed with them throughout the third. Um, it, it felt like a sort of fickle decision, and it, it wasn't a decision that necessarily was... It, we didn't go through a lot of difficulty in him, in him making that decision, right? And he's with the Fire Nation for a long time. Then my bigger issue with that whole thing, like, let's just say we leave that aside, right? When the season turns around and Zuko is with Aang and his crew, there are only, like, not even, I don't know, six episodes that he's with them to the point, to the point that each episode with Zuko with the crew 
is like Zuko goes on a field trip with this specific character. There, Zuko goes on a field trip with Aang to the dragon. Zuko goes on a field trip with Katara uh, to get uh, the guy who killed his uh, her mother. Zuko yeah. goes on a field trip with Sokka for a two-parter to save his dad from the prison. It's bothersome for me to see like this sort of characterization built up and then kind of shuffled away and then like, okay, we need to bring this back and then not given enough time to really see Zuko grow with the group. Are, okay, now are, are you claiming that he does not go through enough trials and tribulations? I think he does. Um, and Good. that's part of the thing that bothers me why he sticks with the Fire Nation for the first half of the season. I see. Right. Okay. 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 It felt yeah, because I was about like, to say, I was like, uh, no, he he goes through a lot. But yeah, okay, that 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 makes more sense. That you you felt like you, um, they just kind of like sh- crammed it in at the very end. Honestly, that that is that that's my biggest review for this as well. Like my my biggest takeaway is kind of the same as the last couple episodes that we made on After the Last Airbender, except like tenfold for for this season is that this thirty minute structure was not what what this show needed we needed so much more time so much more time and it was tough um i was talking to one of my friends about this recently it was tough to have this um uh it, it was it was tough to have the series be rushed and like um shortcutted at at certain times yeah. like for instance um so like whenever Aang is fighting the Fire Lord, right? And it's like at the very fucking end, and it's this huge deal, and, and you're super, you're super down and excited about it. And then you're like, wait, he can't do this without the Avatar state. I wish that I would have like 10 minutes of him just figuring out how he's supposed to spiritually enlighten himself to the point of the Avatar state. But instead he just hits his back on a fucking rock. And you're like, what? why did we, what? Like, yeah. this, this could have been done so much better. Or like, um, the, the fight with Azula, uh, Azula and Zuko. Like, like I, I wish that th- there would have been more to, um, it felt like, it felt like Katara was like an ornament on on that fight. Like, she wasn't actually deserving to be there or whenever she was there she was just kind of like a hassle and you're yeah. like if this if, if you if we were given more time maybe like i could have understood or respected this decision more but yeah it just felt so rushed all of it felt so rushed yeah yeah i i, I can buy into that it's it's disappointing because you can really tell when the second season ends like this is what the series is building up to um yeah. But it, it, I think this uh, season is a classic example of um, biting more than you can chew. Um, uh-huh. the, I think the the series gave itself at this point like a lot of characters, and then the showrunners were like, "Okay, wait, wait, wait. We actually need to progress these characters right now." Um, I think a good example of that is I think. One of, if not the worst episode in this series, um, if it's not number one in the worst, it's number two, uh, the beach. I want to talk about the beach. I think the beach is an awful episode. Do you do you disagree? I absolutely disagree. Wow. Okay. So in my mind, Azula doesn't make sense, and I don't give a shit about Azula, and I want her to die until the beach, and all of a sudden, Azula becomes interesting to me, and she only becomes interesting at the beach. So I disagree. 
first of all. Uh, I want to get that on the front end. Second of all, uh, I think Azula only gets interesting to me, which is a shame because, like, fundamentally, like, as sort of, like, an idea, I like her character. I like the, um, the sister of the anti-hero that kisses up to the villain. You know, like, I, I like that, right? But I, my issue with Azula is Azula doesn't get a lot of progression, and I don't think she gets any real progression until she loses her mind at the very end of the season. Um, uh-huh. I found her progression, as well as May, as well as Ty Lee's progression, that they just crammed into this one episode to be really, really forced. And it felt like, if what this episode felt like, it's okay that this episode was a sort of parody of itself, right? I'm n- I'm never really opposed yeah. to that. Um, that these the villains, the the enemies go on this like beach trip, and it's like a college town, right? Like that's it, like that's funny to me. But this episode also felt like right underneath, um, the showrunners the showrunners being like, we need to, if we want to keep May and Tylee and Azula, mostly May and Tylee, as, like, fundamental characters in the season, we need to give them growth, right? We need to give them explanation. We need to give them a reason for, like, how they think, what they are, who they are. Um, so this episode is going to describe it. And it, what this episode ended up being at the very end, where Zuko, May, Tylee, and Azula are crowded around the fire at the very end of the episode, became becomes a sort of really forced as if it was written by a high schooler a uh, sort of emotional spill of each character like uh tylee um being like i'm i'm this way because i had eight brothers and sisters and they were all exactly looking like me and they were all cooler than me uh and i'm just a failure and then may just doesn't have emotion azula is even worse uh and Zuko, we already experienced Zuko's arc, and then they decided to erase it so he could spend some time with the Fire Nation and grow as a character with May. So, that's and that's just one episode, and it feels like they wasted 30 minutes, or they wasted like 23 minutes, on that. You know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, a little bit. I, I, I think... The, the the issue that they kept running into is that um, they felt the need to give three a-, a full three act progression to every fucking character they introduced, and it's like we don't need all that shit. Like, yes, I, I agree. Dylee, t- oh, sorry, Tylee can die in a river. She can fucking drown. For all I care, Tylee can just can. I don't give a shit about Tylee. Like, yeah. leave that shit alone. May. It could be kind of interesting, but she doesn't necessarily need to have this full fucking arc. You can just give her two acts if you want. Like, she starts one place, something happens to her, she ends up in, like, that, like, make that super fucking simple. You don't have to give May so much fucking screen time. Yeah. Zuko and Azula should have gotten way more screen time. It's like specifically between them. I liked I liked their 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 relationship. I yes. liked Azula's and and Zuko's individual um responses to their relationship. I think that that definitely should have been uh, explored more. Um but in terms of individual arc or individual discovery, I did not care at all about Azula or whatever the fuck she was doing. I was just like, "Okay, so you're evil. Big fucking whoop." Until until um until the beach until the beach because the beach is what not not their actual time on the beach the last scene i agree was was kind of strange but 
<laughs> specifically seeing her at the party, specifically seeing her around normal people, and then realizing she had no option. This was the only thing that that that, that she could have been. She 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 had, didn't have an option to be a good person. She didn't have an option to be normal or live a normal life or fall in love with someone or or do anything except for become the Fire Lord someday. Um, and, and that it, and that it takes place in this like deep rooted insecurity. I got all of that in one episode and that was really interesting to me. Um, I do, do I wish that I would have gotten more of the, um, uh, uh, I, I, I wish I got, I, I'd gotten more payoff, but the information I thought was, was given to me at a good time. So you're, you're saying, you're saying, let me get this right, that you understood Azula as a character when you saw the episode The Beach. Is that right? 100%. Like you under understood her sort of like how she views, how she navigates the world. 100%. And not necessarily the, uh, again, not the fire scene, not at the very end. Like the, all, all the May and Tai Lee and Zuko bullshit of that episode was just not worth it. Also seeing Zuko flip out and like get all jealous, that was kind of funny, but it was... It, it didn't have anything to do with anything. I didn't give a shit. The main thing was watching Azula have to try and interact with people that aren't below her, that are that like uh, trying to be a normal person. I was like, wait a second, this this is really interesting. This is a really interesting way of telling me about this character. That's that that's what I got from the beach. I thought the beach was kind of interesting in that way. For some reason, um, maybe this is on me. Uh, I will just say that, um, but I did not get that one bit when I was watching this episode, um, and like to the point that I I do think that they did Azula dirty as a character. Um, I, I don't think they they used her properly in, in sort of this progression because I don't think she because first of all first of all I I want to get this straight that we see. We have Azula for the entirety of season two, right? Yeah. And I think um, the season one sort of villain, Zhao, he can get away with sort of being more one note because you can kind of tell like he's, he's supposed to be more like just one note, right? Um, that he doesn't have to be anything more. He just has to be a sort of device to get the characters going, right? Right. Um, but when you introduce a character... Um, that has such a close tie to one of your main characters, to um, the character that probably experiences the most progression in the show, maybe maybe the only other one being Katara, um, you kind of expect, you kind of want something more to take place, right? Like, you want a better Zhao, right? Essentially, at, at the bare minimum. Um, and I don't think we get that i think we just get azula being really really cold for the entirety of season two um and nothing beyond that and then we get to the episode on the beach where she is still like that but i didn't get um i didn't understand i suppose that piece of information where oh azula operates like this because she has to operate like this like i never got that and i never even got that at the very end too that she has had to act Uh all cold and stuff uh-huh. and i think i i think where they were going for at the very end of the season of her sort of suppressing this love from her mother 
right? Um, I wish they had maybe explored that more. Maybe maybe have that. Yeah, more that so was be... a very 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 loose fucking plot point that they did not explore again. I wanted so much more info on that mom. Which I mean, like, and it makes sense, right? I was never I was never opposed to. At the end, her kind of losing her mind because of like the absence of her mother, right? I never, I never was really opposed to that because if what we were sort of built up to with some of the Zuko progression, that their mother loved Zuko so much, right? And so there could be this inherent absence of love for Azula, or like Azula was unlovable, and so her mother couldn't do anything, yada yada yada, right? I was never opposed to that, but it didn't seem like they they could have used that earlier, um. As opposed to saving that for the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I see where you're going from. Um, I think that, like, the the thing that made the, the beach episode so interesting for me and, and the reason that, um, that, that Azula hit at just the right time is because that was right around the time where I... Because that was, like, the fifth episode of the season... I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give Azula another shot. Like, I'm I'm gonna try and buy into her again as if as as a, like a villain for Zuko or whatever. And we're a couple episodes in the season, and I'm like, okay, you know what? She's just not doing it for me. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, she's okay. She's cold. Great. Why? Why? Like, wh- why? Why do we never see her be a real fucking person? And then it's interesting at the beach because right about the same time, it was like, oh wait. This is her trying to be a real person. This is her trying to be a warm person. And this is the best she could possibly do, which is not at all. Which is why she which is why she has to be this way. That that was interesting for me. I have a theory as to why I dislike Azula fundamentally in her interpretation as a character. Um I think it's I think it's because how she pushes Zuko and how she pushes, uh, actually, it's it's primarily how she pushes Zuko. How she pushes Zuko, um, has less to do, it seems to me, with what she actually does, and she pushes Zuko more so because of who she is. Does that make sense? Like it's so it's his sister, right? His sister is, you know what? Maybe I'm talking out of my butt. No, 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 no. The keep more going, keep I going, actually keep think going, about keep going, because I haven't spoken in a, in a second, um, and I I need to filibuster a little bit as I sort of reach um, the conclusion. This mental process, uh-huh. right? I don't think Azula pushes Zuko because of what she does, um, because Azuko is always driven because of the presence of Azula, right? Because of uh-huh. who Azula is, um, that those two characters aren't necessarily foils. Right. Sure. Um, both of them, honestly, like Zuko is cold in his own ways. What makes Zuko different from Azula is that Zuko's trying to push past that, right? And like he has that sort of push, um, right? I mean, before the series begins from his father to kind of progress his character, right? But Azula never gets that push. Azula gets that push at the very end of season three, at the very end of the season, right before she fights Zuko and her last moments on screen. Um, that sh- she has a sort of, like, life-altering moment, right? Like, Azula, to me, maybe the big thing, too, is that she doesn't change throughout the series. Like, I think Aang matures. Uh, Katara goes through some stuff yeah. in this 
in this season, even though to some degree, I think they did Katara kind of dirty a little bit. Um, Sokka grows, I think, very well. Like, just you, you don't see this sort of like obvious growth, but once you look at his character from the first episode to the last episode, he grows tremendously. Toph is another character that really grows with the group, right? Zuko's growth is obvious, as well as. Iroh's growth with his relationship to Zuko, Azula doesn't grow really at all. And it feels like she's a she's yeah. more important than Mei and Tai Lee. Um she's meant to be important. It, it it just it just feels like they really neutered, you know, the possibility of her being more than just what she baseline is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Which which was my problem as well until again until the beach. Whenever I realized, oh, she 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 doesn't have the capability of being anything else, and so that character made more sense to me. But it did seem like a very lazy and annoying way of handling the character. Like, why couldn't you have given her more than j- just this? Yeah, this this like one. I don't know. This, this like this one facet. She she was so not complex, um, and I think that again that was a testament to, uh, or that 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 was that was partially um, to 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 blame um, the quantity of characters in the so little amount of time that they had to tell this story, um, and I, I would I would like to talk a little bit whenever we come back about the. Um, the episode, uh, whenever they're like recapping everything at the very end with the Fire Nation play, because I the I think that's a very Ember Island play. players. Yeah, the Ember Island players, because yeah, I, th- I think that th- that that's going to be a very interesting launching point for us. Okay, so um, this is a this is a word from our sponsor. Thanks. All right, welcome back to the Artenders with Mac and Dan. Um, so yeah, we were just talking about the uh, the, the the rushed nature of the show and. Um, the the absolute fucking hoops that they all had to jump through to to fit in a three act arc for every single character that they decided to introduce in this crazy show, um, and that that was the 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 big downfall. Not necessarily that it was a bad show, but that it, that that was the downfall. Oh yeah. Um, and so yeah, we we talked a lot about the beach in the first part. So I, I I'd be interested to talk a little bit more about the. Um, the Ember Island players, because that is such an interesting concept to me in a TV series that um, spe- specifically, uh, I don't think that's as relevant nowadays or that would be as effective nowadays because um, you can watch shows at the pace you want to watch them. But whenever you have a show that like comes out week by week, you know, um, and and is only 30 minutes and is on like a, uh, it, it's built for kids, um, you constantly have to. Uh, feed information in in very specific ways um to to remind everyone of like certain plot points certain arcs certain things about the story and about each character so um it, it, it was very interesting to me that they had an entire episode devoted solely to reminding you what's happened so far so that the last episode and 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 the f- finale can hit you in just the right way because they didn't give you the the recap at near the beginning of the season they gave it to you at the very end right before you needed to know all the information that um uh to to fully be impacted by the last episode um was this 
an interesting device for you? Would you be interested to see this t- uh, try again? Um, I, I, I am going to make you watch Legend of Korra, and it is the funniest shit in the world, them trying to mimic that um, <laughs> that specific uh, episode, because they tried to do right. their own version, and it's genuinely the most garbage fiery thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. It's so infuriating. But wow. what do you think wow. about this version? Um, so in the first part, when talking about the beach, um, I briefly mentioned that throughout the entirety of this series, that um if that is not the beach, that episode, if that episode is not the worst episode, it's second worst, right? And mm-hmm. so then the begs the question, well, what is the worst episode <laughs> if the beach isn't? And it is so easily i mean the ember island players um this episode is bad this episode is bad um because it's you know because 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 here's the thing at least with the beach they were trying to do something yeah it halts the story that's what you're about to say this episode is really bad look there are some episodes that are like sort of fluff Right, uh-huh. let's just call it fluff. This sort of filler episode that nothing really happens. And that's all three seasons. Um, right, right, no, I and I don't like blame episodes, you know, like doing that here and there. I'm not opposed to that, right? But it's like where this episode comes in, okay, it is right before the season finale. Aside from so much of this episode being like silly garbage. Uh, and we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. There is a, like a little bit of progression in this episode, right? Where uh, Aang goes to Katara and was like, hey, when we kissed during the invasion, I thought we were going to be together forever. And that's really the only progression that happens in this episode. Um, and that took, ugh, let me look, uh, maybe four seconds to say. Um, so that's like the only progression in this 23-minute episode. What happens in this episode, it basically recaps the entire season and makes a parody of itself. But you know why this episode is bad? It's because we already watched the entire season. The entire, and sorry, the entire series. The entire series is all is already laden, is already enriched with jokes and stuff that you can kind of put fun with we don't need a parody a parody of a comedy it's redundant uh it's, but, but, but I have, if you it's, are, it's not good if you are an eight-year-old and you right? can only watch one episode a week is that effective is that an effective strategy do you need to do you need to get the recap for the entire se- uh, series in order to fully appreciate the last episode that doesn't make the episode itself good in yeah. in where it fits in the series yeah, right? yeah 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 um it, it it does i don't think it excuses this episode um really at all because the main characters don't do anything yeah right they don't they don't really go through much of anything except for the four second snippet i just said as ang um yeah hardly anything happens and what we get is just a show poking fun at itself right but the show poking fun at itself also exposes the flaws in this show right so i think the best example of like when jet died but he didn't actually die because we never see him on screen die so it was very unclear and so jet dying being unclear what is what happens in this like the parody in the ember island players and then Sokka turns to Suki and was like, yeah, it was very unclear uh, whether or not Jet died. Um, 
And so that's the show poking fun at itself. But that's the show also being like acknowledging the the sort of flaws that it that it has within itself. Um, Specifically and, because it moves too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because also, like I said earlier too, that this season bites off more than it can chew. And so when you have episodes like this instead of um, more episodes with Zuko actually being with the group, the hell are you doing? Yeah. Okay, because because one of my biggest issues with this episode is that it fundamentally um, screws up the opportunity of the group dynamic that it has. So we have, like, the core three that really start the series, and we got Toph, right? So we have those four. Yeah, and that's a very good group on its own. And then, aside from the animals, and then you add Zuko and Suki, right? Two, in my opinion, great characters. Yeah, oh yeah. Two really fun characters just to just have in the room, um, to just interact with one another, right? And so when you have that opportunity, the hell are you doing writing an episode where they do nothing? Yeah. They do nothing. Yeah. And instead, what the latter half of the series becomes is that it's rushed field trips with Zuko. And it's Suki just becomes um, downgraded to Sokka's girlfriend. As opposed to making herself being more of a cool character and interacting more with the rest of the group as a instead of just having one cool moment at the very, very end, and then everywhere else, she's just Sokka's girlfriend. So this episode bothers me because it's a waste of time and time you could have used to actually just have legitimately one last nice time of the characters being together as opposed to the characters like being together, but their focus is somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? Like we should have had the characters focus on one another in this episode and grow together. And I think this episode is such a missed opportunity because it's the last episode before the four season finale. And what happens in the four season finale is that everybody splits off. Yeah, which which is the biggest. Like they do not need to split up. They do not need to split up. Uncle Iroh being like, yeah, like we're all going to have to like take different battles or whatever. No, 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 we don't actually. We could have just all gone and killed the Fire Lord or like taken his powers or whatever the fuck. We all could have gone and beat Azula together. We all could have gone and taken back Bossy, like, like all this shit. It is very frustrating that, because honestly what, what should have happened is that they did the the um they did the invasion the second invasion it didn't work and then they spend a fourth season doing each fucking thing like go like okay we took we took down azula like as like azula is now now like like uh, put away in jail and then we like took back bossing say and now fire lord is like this big and he's like like, in his, you know, tiny little lair or whatever, and he's, like, the only one, like, only piece of the puzzle left, to, and then you can fight him, Aang. And, and it all, okay, another thing that really bothers me is that there's, that, the, I think we talked about this a little bit with Seven Samurai, that in Asian culture, and specifically Japanese culture, there is um, this, 
idea of fate and destiny and honor that we don't really understand and that we don't really have a version of that in um, in American culture, specifically American entertainment. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not as ingrained right. into our sort of like belief system. Right, so like if we were to see it, it wouldn't impact us as much. We need it to be kind of – that. we need that thing to be kind of spoon-fed to us because that's not the very first thing that we think of. It felt uh, – there were a couple times where it was like, okay, clearly the, the character is doing this because they feel that it is their destiny, it is their duty, it is like what they have been called to do to do this thing. Zuko fighting Azula, um, Katara fighting Azula, um, um, Aang uh, not killing the Fire Lord and also um, deciding to take on the Fire Lord by himself without anyone else. Um, uh, Aang like go, going to the Guru and and do, like there's there were so many things where it, it felt like it was more about fate and destiny but that was never really talked about um mm. it was just like oh well you know it'd, it'd be best if we split up and so it kind of makes sense for ang to take the fire lord and you know well uh, well i mean if we're talking about like powers then you the, the only people that could probably take down azula are katara and and zuko it's like i wish that there would have been more um arc and and uh story and emotion attached to each of the fights and each of the, the decisions they made rather than just kind of stumbling into the decisions i i think the only exception to what you stated was uh ang going against the fire lord and like that this it's almost like the entirety of this season is sort of like other characters telling ang he has to kill the fire lord he has to kill the fire lord he has to kill the fire lord um so like i i so i have no problem with him going off on his own against the fire lord but uh i think you are kind of honestly on the money um regarding um it's not good when you're when your character splits up it's when your character split up it's not good when you have such a like a, a big group that is so intrinsically tied together that are treating themselves sort of like a family and then they kind of split up really far from one another i don't know like it's it it, it feels like it didn't also it didn't necessarily have to be four episodes. Yeah. You know, this this season finale. Um so it's 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 I th- there are some issues and I think that's <laughs> the sort of bare minimum. What's your gold medal? Um that we see that. Um I'm going to have to go give my gold medal and that's and here's my issue with this season is that I was looking at the characters in this season and I was thinking to myself, man, nobody really stands out. I'm going to give my gold medal to somebody, but it's it's of the necessity, right? It's like watching a sports game, and it's like a sports championship, and it was a really ugly game. Like, it was just, like, bad offensively. Yeah. It was just ugly defensively. It's, 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 it's just, giving Andre Iguodala the finals MVP. Listen, I love Andre Iguodala because he's on the heat now, but yes, yes. I mean, I agree. I agree. And so I'm giving my gold medal to Sokka because I think, like— they properly used Sokka as a character this season. I think uh, the episode, the episode with him going to yes, with the 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 sword master, uh, the episode title Sokka's master. I think is a really good episode yeah. on its own, and is just a really nice episode for like this is Sokka's moment. Yeah, yeah, and Sokka has like 
moments kind of like sprinkled throughout the series. I think the library is another uh, very good example of Sokka's moment, right? Like his moment is getting to this library and then using the calendar to figure out uh, when there's going to be a solar eclipse, blah, 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 right? Like that's another Sokka moment. Um, And I think Sokka has a lot of moments throughout this season um that that i think he it's nice to see this season and like i said earlier um not confirm it's it's reflect on the growth that Sokka did experience um who are you thinking of giving your gold medal to um i think oh it's so sad because it's not even because I liked what they did with the character all that much. It's just the character had a lot of a lot of solid payoff, more than anyone else, and um, they had a lot of uh, interesting information to give in terms of world building. Because that was one thing. Again, like I told you, I told you this on book one, and it, th- one of the coolest parts of the show is that you never stop learning about the world. You never. There's not a single episode where you don't learn something about the world and and the way it operates and. I appreciate that because it's not like this story happens isolated in time. Like, it's the only thing that happens in this world's history. Like, this world has thousands of years of of tradition and history, and we're just seeing three seasons of it. We're just seeing these people interact with it, you know? Um, So getting all that, like... At first, I was like, "Man, I kind of wish I would have like figured out, like, like learned about this, you know, like lion turtle thing earlier." But then I was uh-huh. like, "Wait a second, you know, I, I've been getting a lot of information at a pretty good pace. I, I, I feel good about that." Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I didn't feel like the the introduction of the lion turtle was absurd. Yeah, not at all. And and it, well, and and that's because of conventions. It, it the the show set you up for you're going to you're never going to stop getting really wild like just mind-bogglingly um uh, uh contrasting and and important information um, right. about the world uh yeah. up until the very end and 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 that's something that they do in Korra as well that's actually really cool um so i'm going to give my gold medal to uncle iroh because um right. because uh him hugging Zuko and forgiving him was maybe the only time that I got close to like actually having an emotional response to the series. Um, the uh, uh, I, I loved learning about the White Lotus um, and that like that is because that that made him make so much more sense to me. I thought that he like it was it was fantastic to me to. Um, see everyone like realize that Uncle Iroh does have is probably the most powerful person and the and the most wise and and uh, uh, virtuous person in the entire world. Mm. Yeah, that there were a bunch of world leaders that were like, yeah, this guy's the absolute fucking best. You know, I I appreciated that and I thought they wrapped him up really pretty nicely. What I really liked about Iroh this season. It was as if he got growth of a char- like growth as a character when he wasn't even on screen. Right, right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I-, I think that's one of the coolest parts about his character. Like the mere and also the mere lack of presence that he had this season and how that affected Zuko. Yeah. Um was also huge for that character too. Yeah. Um I think they used Iroh really well this season yes i totally agree um so 
in summation, yes, uh, I think because this is a very iconic show. There are a lot of people yeah. in the world that like really deem this as one of the best cartoons of all time, one of the best kids shows of all time, and I think that the main the main reason that that is that the 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 thing that that makes the show stand out is that if you look at the channel that it was on, if you look at the influence that it's drawing influences it that that that, it, that the show is drawing from, if you look mm-hmm. at the things that were airing around the same time as this show, this show should not have been this good. No, and, and the quality of acting too overall. Yeah, it it was it was supposed to be much more average, and it ended up being a lot more complex than anyone was 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 preparing for and and was and was ready to consume um and i think that that is what makes this show so special and something that is gonna be around for forever because i think where this show succeeds is that it tries to do so much more than just tell jokes yeah you know, like it's not like it goes out there and it tells jokes and it tells those jokes really well, but and then it does something more, right? And then it tells a compelling story with compelling characters and 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 visually um creates you said it when we when we looked at the very first season, um super interesting world with this yeah. beautiful blend and mixture of cultures. Um as well as providing this scenery that's gorgeous and and ideas that are full to life yeah. and f- even fight choreography that's insanely creative and yeah. how uh characters use their abilities um is just genius yeah right and 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 so that's, that's like half that's the why draw. that's why I think this succeeds that's half the draw of the show is that as you're watching it, you 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 want to watch the next episode just because you you just want to keep living in the world, you know. Um, it's not even just the story that that takes you there, but it's it's that you're like, I just love these people in this place so much. It's really hard to not keep watching. I I think that's that's at the very least where this season still succeeds. Yeah. is that it's still a really interesting world, right? Yeah. Like when we get bloodbending is just fascinating oh fuck yeah and then like um, the energy bending holy shit that's so cool yeah um it's i mean it's just what the series still does a really good job it's i I think part of my issue with the season i think a lot of times that it it leans more to fan service than it does to actual payoff I, i think like the reintroduction of suki was fan service as opposed to like actual payoff of her as a character, right? They just threw in Suki. Um, and then other characters like the, the boulder in the, yeah. <laughs> the invasion, right? Like the, there were a lot more obvious fan service as opposed to like this character that you saw before is going to get payoff now. Right. And that's where I think the second season succeeded in so much more. Um, so the was, best example being jet was your se- was second season, the best season for you. Oh, easy, easy. I think I think if I were to rank the seasons, I would go two, one, three. Uh huh. Because it, it felt like season. So season one does exactly what it set out to do, right? Gives you a bunch of like exposition information, and like the bunch of exposition isn't the greatest, but it's all in service for the payoff in the second season. Yeah. Right. 
And then the third season is they they bit off too much more than they can chew, and and they try to do too many things with too many characters in too little time. And I but, and, and that's my issue with the third season. But I think, in a way, in the the way that you just explained it, it kind of lends itself to this, and I think is is kind of what we're saying this entire time. Um, the third season is the worst season before it even starts. Um. Or the thir- mm. third season is the is is set up for failure before it even starts because they know that they have to finish the like like tie everything up in in the third season. They have all these plans yeah. for these characters. They try to fit it into what time they have, and they just like you said, they they bit off more than they could chew. But the bite that they took, they took in like season one. And they've been chewing uh, this entire fucking time, and three seasons isn't isn't long enough to chew. Yeah, so so I I, I don't, I'm not even sure if if that's season three being bad. I think that that is poor planning, and that is that is poor storyboarding. Um, I I mean, but I think that lends itself into season three being bad. Sure. That poor planning, sure. um, and that's that's the biggest thing that draws back the season uh this season could have been the coolest season and the most intense season the the season with the craziest stakes and it does have really high stakes uh, the highest um but it's execution on that uh it's is not met as opposed to i think the second season does everything it sets out to do mm-hmm. um do we ever get to your sizzle serve no, but I think that we talked about things that were just so much more important that it, it doesn't even really matter. I yeah, I I honestly can't even remember what my sizzle serve was at this point. Wow, because I had something at the beginning, but we've just talked about so much that I I feel like it'd be redundant because I I, I really do feel like we we touched all, all of the most important bases of the of the series and of the show. Um, except also before we we leave today, Combustion Man bad. Bad character, boy. Yeah, combustion, combustion man is is just so fucking lazy and perfect, stupid. Yeah, and and if you disagree with us, uh, find us. I dare you. <laughs> find us, fight us in the street. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But we, yeah, but but um, if you were to be a bender, which bender would you be, Danny? Oh, I think uh, somebody asked me this question a few weeks ago when I when I told some people that I was watching Avatar. Um. I think I would have to choose between water or air it are, are like the two that I think I kind of like sort of float between in terms of like how I approach my body, uh, my corpus in this world. Uh, what about you, McKeon? That's so interesting. I love that you just used the word corpus, you fucking nerd. I, I, I see you very much water for, for no reason other than you. I've never seen you stop thinking about the beach. Um I mean, that is true. Yeah. The thing is, the waterbenders are all from cold places, oh, except yeah. for, like, the swamp people. And I'm like, there's no beach people. So all of a sudden, you're a Get fire person. Here. You're a firebender. Come on! Um, I I would say that I am becoming more and more air. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm feeling air. Um, I can see that. I, I can see either, like, air or maybe earth for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I but I think that Earth is such a good default. Like if I don't know where to place someone, I usually just place them in Earth. Fair. <laughs> Earth, that's a, that's Earth's a, that's just a like fair assessment. Yeah, humans is just people, especially because like <laughs> like Earth is the only um, kingdom that we saw regular people 
everywhere. You know what I mean? For the most part, yeah. And there were a lot um, of people that, like... I mean, we still saw regular people, like, a lot of places except for air. But there were a lot of people in, in the Earth Kingdom that didn't even bend. That, like, didn't even... Yeah. Use, but, like, in fire, like, everyone that bended fire. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Bossing Say, there was just a bunch of random motherfuckers. Um, For the most part. Anyway, yeah. So, would you recommend this to uh, to 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 people that you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I really enjoyed the series. And if you're looking at, I mean, honestly, like a Saturday morning cartoon, you know, like you just made some breakfast. You know what? I want to put something on. I think this is a good series. Uh, if you have kids, they'll love it. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, it's nice, relaxing, doesn't, doesn't take a lot of mental effort to understand. It's just a fun ride. And it's a fun, it's a fun, nice, funny, um, and endearing, exciting ride. What about you? I totally agree. I think that um, if you're looking for something lighthearted, something like a, like a really easy watch, that's the biggest thing, an easy watch. Like if, you, if you're looking for something that's very palatable and, and um, something that's uh, uh, short in time and in commitment uh, as, as well as, yeah, like you said, I mean, this is, I mean, this this really is one of the best kids shows I, could, I can think of. Um so if you got kids or, or or if for some reason a child's watching the show, which I'm sorry if you are, but um, if there is anyone that 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 is the uh, the 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 primo audience, the primo audience for for this show, um, it is super solid. So that that I think is is uh, yeah, I think I think that's what I would say about the show. Mac, next week we are going to be viewing and discussing. Uh, a movie that I haven't seen, and shame on me for not having seen it, but I think um, this is the right time to watch this movie. The movie is 42. Fucking Jackie Robinson? Yes. Um, oh, wow. The reason why I chose this movie is that, unfortunately, just a, ca- a couple days ago, yeah. uh, Chadwick Boseman lost his life to cancer. Yeah. Um, and we are living in this world where... Um, this sort of uh i shouldn't say like politics and sports um but speaking out and sports is really sort of coming into one and being more of a focus for for a lot of athletes nowadays um and especially in the black lives matter movement and i think uh this movie for both of those reasons uh is a good thing to look at right now in terms of the advancement of the the black man um in american culture and society that that's that's super fucking exciting and i also really want to talk to you and um record something about the the change in um in sports and when, whenever the power is taken from the fans because there's no fans to give power to and all the power is given to the players, how that has changed um, sports and, and uh, sports media and the NBA especially and how the NBA has really led that, that fucking fight. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a really exciting episode. Thank you, Danny. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that next week. Thank you, Mac. Have a good one. You too.